Free Talk Live. Welcome to the program here. The number, if you want to join us, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Phones open. You can bring up whatever you want. That's the point of the show here. That's why we call it Free Talk Live. You can also join us online anytime over at freetalklive.com. Many features await you there. So head on over and check that out at freetalklive.com. Plus, uh, tonight we'll talk about, is Gen Z done with the pandemic? And AOC and her student loan apparently is in the news. We'll explain why that is. Oh, by the way, Biden said that student loans uh, are going to have to start being paid back. A lot of people thought they they could elect Biden, that he was going to go ahead and wipe out student loans. But nope. Nope, he's not going to let you off the hook. He still works for the government. If it makes such people feel any better, Republicans genuinely believed that Trump was going to drain the swamp. So, <laughs> right. As, at a certain point, I would hope that Republicans and Democrats, Democratic voters and Republican voters could come together and go, you know what? All of these people are lying sociopaths. We should just stop paying attention to them. Yeah, that would... Ex- In order for that to happen, those people would have to admit that they have been duped. And that takes like a level of awareness, yeah. self-awareness of like, hmm, and like you have to remember what that person promised during their campaign pledge so you can even realize that they've actually broken their promise. So, you know, people don't have that long of a, uh, you know, as far as a mind span is concerned, how long these things can sit there. Did Biden ever promise to get rid of student debt? I, I, don't, I don't recall know. him. I know there was a lot of talk <laughs> about that prior to the election, but I don't know if he ever said anything about it. That was a Sanders thing as far as I knew. But, you know, politicians say things before the elections all the time and then oh, they sure. go back on them. So with you tonight, it is Ian. It's Bonnie. And Aria. Uh, headline here, just to start things out, it's a short one, but one worth talking about. And that is that uh, Norway, which is one of the countries on the planet that's been cracking down on the COVID situation, they're going to go even further now and ban the serving of alcohol in bars and restaurants, impose stricter rules in school and speed up vaccination as part of new efforts to curb the outbreak of the Omicron variant of the virus. Where did you say this was? Norway. Okay. For many, this will feel like a lockdown, said Prime Minister Jonas Garstor in a news conference. He said, if not society, then of their lives and of their livelihoods. So, sorry to any bar owners there in Norway, you are basically going to go out of business. Because, I mean, even if you happen to have some good bar food, that's probably not going to be enough to really keep people coming to your business. That prime minister that said that, is he pro the lock i mean the prohibition of I have alcohol no idea because it sounds like he's just like this will feel like a lockdown to some people and it's going to yeah. ruin their businesses and he's proud of it i'm just curious why alcohol and not you know banning the food because alcohol is at least antiseptic to a degree right yeah that's true but, but the food on your plate isn't i think that the explanation for it here in the united states back when uh, if you recall during the lockdowns in 2020 they you know, weren't allowing bars to serve at that time either, right? You could get takeout. Yeah. Uh, so like here in New Hampshire, they changed the rules. Yeah, they allowed takeout alcohol. It right. was weird. I don't yeah. know that anyone ever did it here in Keene, though. I'm sure somebody did. I was, uh, I'm pretty sure I was over at the Thirsty Owl once or twice, and I saw them delivering some alcohol to somebody. Wow. So somebody did it. Um, 
And so the explanation was, well, you know, people, when they drink, they're more likely to want to meet other people. Yes, that's the point of yes, drinking. Yes, and so they don't want that to happen. They don't want ah, you going okay. around and, like, meeting someone and talking to them because that would be, a, like, a human thing to do. And we can't have humans behaving as humans would normally behave because virus. No karaoke because virus. That They did that, too. They did. Yeah, so, and now, you know, no one's going to be doing karaoke because you don't go into the bar to do karaoke when you can't drink. Like, yeah. that's the whole point of karaoke at the bars is to I did sometimes. give you a reason to go into the bar so you can then drink in the bar. Because they don't usually charge you to do karaoke. So they just kind of expect that you're going to be someone who buys a thing in the bar. Well, yeah, who goes so. to a bar for karaoke and doesn't buy a drink? Yeah, I mean, even though I'm not drinking alcohol these days, I would still, like, buy something yeah, at the even bar. A, even just a Coke, right? It doesn't yeah. have to be alcoholic. Right. If I went and didn't drink for whatever reason, then I would just tip the lady. But, I mean, I always tried to tip the lady. Yeah, if if I'm in the mood to not buy any, you know, food or whatever, I'll just, I'll get a water and I'll tip two bucks on a water or something no, the, like that. No, the know? MC lady. Oh, the the karaoke jock. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what's happening in Norway. There's not really a lot else to say about that. Of course, it's, it's not going to work, right? I know it's. I have high expectations of my fellow human beings, but I would expect them to be able to look around and realize that, oh, the initial lockdowns didn't stop COVID-19. They didn't stop uh, the Delta variant from you know evolving and spreading. It's not going to stop this one either. Nope. COVID-19 is here to stay. There's always going to be a new variant. Just learn to live with it. It's not hard, and it's not even scary if you're no. not freaking psychotic like people who watch the news 24-7. And it's not scary uh, to get COVID unless you're dramatically obese or have other serious health problems. So, I mean, they just found recently, even the New York Times had to admit this story that COVID infects fat cells, apparently. So people who are very fat are going to have a tougher time with getting COVID. Well, in other related news... It's about as un-American as diseases get, really. What do you mean by that? With the the obesity problem in the United States, I mean, if you wanted to engineer a disease that Uh, was going to... It targets Americans because they're fat. Yeah. That's a good point. I mean... I'm not saying that China engineered this virus to target Americans, but if you were going to engineer such a virus, that targeting fat people would get you the largest number of Americans. That's a good point. And if you work with an American like Fauci. Or if you're a crazy NWO conspiracy nut who, you know, drinks the blood of babies or whatever, and you're like, how can we wipe out the least healthy portions of the population? Mm-hmm. Then again... Targeting fat cells would be a good way to go. Well, in other news that, uh, you know, the news doesn't want to admit, surprisingly, Reuters with the story that the majority of people in the United States with Omicron cases were fully vaccinated. Wow. The majority. Yeah, I've got a similar story about how the the vaccines just don't seem to help against the Omicron variant. Which is, but they keep saying, go get another booster because it'll help. Well, they're crazy, yeah. right? And the people who listen to them are crazy. Well, they're either crazy or they are, you know, stockholders with Pfizer uh, and yeah, true. Moderna. I saw something yesterday we didn't actually get into that was something like the Pfizer vaccine is 40 times less effective against the Omicron variant as the Delta variant. So it's just almost, and they're not very effective against the Delta variant in the first place or against COVID-19. Right. From what we can tell, they're not effective at doing a whole lot of anything 
but they're even less effective against this particular variant of COVID-19. So why? I, these people who got the shots, how are you feeling about all of this, knowing that not only are you being told you have to get another one, but the shot that you had to get, we're going back into lockdown season, and you have to get another shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do wonder about that. If you want to answer the question, if you are someone who has gotten two vaccines so far, and now they're telling you to go get a third, are you going to draw a line in the sand? Are you to that point yet? Or are you you know, ready to roll up your sleeve for number three, number four, number five, and number six? I, I, mean, haven't, I haven't heard anybody talking about that. And there has to be people out there who are like, I only got this because I thought all of this was going to go away and it hasn't gone away. And I worked with people like it. that. That was exactly what they said, mm-hmm. that they got the shot because they were told they weren't going to have to put the mask on and stuff mm-hmm. like that. These are young people. All of the people that I worked with who got the vaccine... None of them have a booster shot, mm-hmm. and I haven't asked them, but if they wanted a booster shot, they would have gotten one by this point. They could, sure. And some of these people were fully caught up in COVID-19 fear, but the booster shot seems to be where they're just drawing the line because they're not paying attention to the news anymore. They're, they're like, I'm vaccinated. I'm good to go. Is the company you work for still requiring masks? I don't know. I, don't, I haven't worked for them in like a month. Oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> Uh, I'm just curious about that because, well, now the city of Keene is getting ready to uh, implement another mask mandate. If if things go as they did last week with the committee meeting, which was a five to zero vote to move the mask mandate forward, uh, it's now going to the full city council on will there Thursday be a hearing night. On that, that people can speak out against no. it. No, the full council will vote on it this Thursday. The only way there could be another hearing is if they kick it back down to the committee with other changes to be considered. So it may or may not go into effect uh, this week. We'll see. Number 603-283-6160. You can join us. Coming up, is Generation Z done with the pandemic? We'll talk about it. This is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Phones open if you want to join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. I want to thank Elephant in the Room for helping us out with the Free Talk Live amps, the new Patreon that we have. Elephant in the Room contributing at a silver level, which means that that person is contributing at least five bucks a month to amps. And we launched this a couple of months ago. We've already hit 60 people who've uh, made the switch over, as well as a few folks who are brand new uh, on Free Talk Live Amps. You can uh, learn more about it over at amps.freetalklive.com. That's amps.freetalklive.com. That takes you right over to our Patreon. And there's an extra bonus coming up at the end of the year. We're going to do a New Year's Eve Freer Talk Live episode. So we'll ring in the new year with you here. And we'll also give away a bit box at the same time, which is a 100% open source hardware wallet so if you are in our amps program then you qualify in that drawing that's all you got to do just join amps uh, over at amps.freetalklive.com or you can just go buy a bitbox over at box.freetalklive.com and use code ftl to save five percent on your purchase that's box.freetalklive.com so we've been talking about uh, just giving you some COVID headlines. Uh, here are some crazy stuff. Norway is banning the serving of alcohol. And to bring things a little closer to home, Philadelphia is the latest city with a vaccine mandate in place. And, of course, they're following in the footsteps of New York City, San Francisco, King County, Washington, New Orleans. I'm sure there's been some others that I haven't heard about. But Philadelphia now requiring a COVID-19 vaccine proof 
in order to eat inside any restaurant or food establishment. Now it doesn't. What if you got your vaccine in Brazil? Um, that's a good question. I don't. Presumably, you'd still have some sort of proof. Yeah, mm-hmm. you'd have to have some kind of receipt for that. Uh, but uh, according to the story here, this does include sports venues. So anywhere where you can eat. Basically, is included in this, so you can still go to the gym, I guess, without having to show proof of vaccination. Oh, that's um, good at least. But movie theaters, bowling alleys, or any like museum, cafe, and again, sports venues, anywhere where food is being served, they're requiring vaccinations. Uh, according to the story here at six abc dot com, so yet another city. What the hell is the point of that? Is COVID nineteen most transmissible when people are eating or something? Oh yeah, I saw somebody in a wheelchair get wheeled up to the side of a of a table with the mask on all the way there throughout the whole restaurant, and then when they got to where they were pushed up to the table, they took their mask off. Well, that's what they're told to do. Was this like an elderly person? Yeah, but you're only safe when you're when you get to the the table. Right, then it's safe. It's okay. Well, to an extent, that makes sense because then you're not bypassing people. Still, right? You're just that's, there at I think a, the idea at a stationary spot and. I understand why an old person... Would... There's still people next to you. Yeah. Young people. It was like a, a big family. And the the thing about it is, like, people always say, what, it's not safe when you're walking, but then when you sit down, it's safe. She was sitting down the whole time. True. Yeah, I mean, it's just a religious thing. It is a religious totem. It is a religious uh, procedure that they, uh, they are going through, a rite, if you will, that... Really, you know, we've seen other studies recently showing that the whole six foot thing is completely arbitrary. I haven't seen any study that's like people are passing around like, Bonnie, this is proof that the masks work. And I've seen plenty of people There can't be a study like that. I mean, they just don't work. They cannot work because they, like as uh, somebody pointed out on the the hearing that we went to last week at uh, City Hall for this mask mandate, is City Hall had a box of those, uh, you know, blue masks in the room, and they said, it says right there on the box that this doesn't protect you from COVID-19. You know what might have been helpful? To go through the streets of Keene, taking pictures of all of the discarded masks and stuff like oh, that, yeah, getting them so printed gross. up and be like, hey, look, this is a result of your mask mandate. Yeah. They don't care about the results. Like a woman went up there and said, I'm an HR representative for a very large company, and most people don't want to work because they're upset about having to wear a mask or all all of this stuff, there's like, that's a huge reason people aren't working right now. They're upset about all the regulations. And so many people are getting uh, horrible depression and anxiety over this. Like, they didn't care. They were just like, yep, yeah, mask mandate. Five to zero. But they're hard left in the Keene City Council. So they should be concerned about the environmental damage that the masks are doing. Well, they should be. And it's it's interesting how few of the so-called environmentalists are you know saying anything about that. I mean, disposable there. masks that are mostly made out of some kind of paper-like plastic yeah, as far as paper. I can tell. Yeah, it isn't paper. It's something that's not going to just biodegrade right away. Those things are... Some kind of chemical coated plastic or whatever. Yeah, it's definitely some sort of plastic. I mean, they're, they're, they're going to hang around the environment for quite some time. Yeah. They should get prosecuted for ecocide. And the the very few times I've ever put one of those things on, it smells like a chemical. It's, yeah. It smells like it's not something I would want to be inhaling on a even an irregular basis, let alone an everyday at work or walking around kind of thing. It's terrible.
I mean, I have no doubt that masks can work. I mean, the, you have the obvious example of surgeons and doctors and stuff wearing masks. I was like, well, obviously masks don't work, and that's why your surgeon wears one, right? Well, yes, okay. It, the mask works when your surgeon wears one, when your doctor wears one, when your mm-hmm. dentist wears one, and that's because they don't touch theirs once they put it on. They're trained on how to actually wear those masks. The average person continually touches those and that's why it works for surgeons and doctors and in lab tests but it doesn't work in the real world well plus the surgeon is not going to be coming to work if they're sick also true so it's not going to like they know that mask isn't going to protect covid but it probably will stop the surgeon from like dribbling spit into your open wound as they're cutting you right so right which are all things to be avoided in the surgery room right uh, so anyway, just uh, there, again, there's not really much more to say. It's yet another city, Philadelphia now, with a vaccination mandate in place. We still have yet to see which state is going to try this first. There were rumors that New Jersey's governor, uh, that he was holding off on doing a statewide mask mandate, or not mask, uh, ma- vaccination mandate, until he got reelected, which apparently he was. And there was a news story a couple days ago about Massachusetts governor bragging that 15 to 20 state Governors are all talking together about what a vaccination passport might look like inside the United States. So there's definitely some buildup going on out there about this. I'm just hoping Massachusetts doesn't do anything crazy until at least February because I haven't given it a whole lot of thought. But look at this. You know, they could cancel the elective surgeries again like they did the during mm-hmm. the first lockdown where you yeah. couldn't get elective surgeries and i have one of those coming up in january 27th i'm gonna be really really upset if you can't get that. if i can't get it yeah mm-hmm. after all of the crap that i've been going through to make myself qualified to get that yeah i'd right. be very upset and it would 100 percent be the government's fault and the government wouldn't be wouldn't care and they couldn't be held accountable for it so it's numbers- like they can't be held accountable for the masks that are being littered throughout the streets of Keene. 603-283-6160 is the number here. Maybe some people are finally fed up with this whole COVID craziness. And Aria, you've got a story about Generation Z apparently has had enough. And, you know, I hope that's true because I still see people in Generation Z wearing masks uh, around town. But it, it does seem to be mostly older folks, mostly older women seem to be the, the primary mask wearers, at least here in Keene, New Hampshire. I don't know if it's fair to say it's mostly women anymore. I see a lot of, like, old men Constantly. The number is 603-283-6160. But how many of them are with older women? When you we see saw them? one going into Ollie today that was alone. It does happen. 603-283-6160. You can join us here. This is Free Talk Live. Do you feel like your country no longer holds your values? Have you dreamt of a place where liberty-minded people can come together and leave government overreach behind? There are many people just like you that are discovering FreePrivateCities.com. They start at FreePrivateCities.com and connect via the social media links shown there. All skills will be needed when the first of the Free Private Cities open. It's sooner than you think. Stop arguing and build FreePrivateCities.com. FreePrivateCities.com. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Of course, the craziness continues with COVID. 
lockdowns in various different countries for those who are unvaccinated in Europe. You've got actual quarantine camps going on in Australia. Uh, you've got where they're just locking up anybody that's even had contact with someone with a case. Yeah, there was a story I wanted to get into last week. I mean, there's just so much to talk about that we just couldn't do it. Yep. it was this woman's firsthand account of being kidnapped out of her home and taken to one of these camps and what the camp was like. Right. But now, now I wouldn't be able to find it if I wanted to. Was she making excuses for it or was she all like, this is horrible? She, well, she described it as being kidnapped out of her home. So oh, I'm, I'm yeah. assuming she was... Doesn't sound like she wanted to be there. Well, there are a lot of people with this crazy cognitive dissonance in Australia that are saying, like, stop calling them camps and, you know. They are camps. What else would you call them? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I think even the Australian government calls them quarantine camps, don't they? maybe not stop calling them camps, but stop calling them concentration camps. Oh, they're facilities, maybe. And it's not evil, it's free help. facilities. (laughs) No, they wouldn't use that word. That's the word I'm using. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, so then in the United States, things haven't gotten as bad, but in some cities like Philadelphia, New York City, San Francisco, you are not allowed to go out and do most things that you might want to go out and do without some sort of a vaccine passport. And as the uh, Free State NH account has been saying on Twitter recently, the only libertarians left in these cities are the ones who are planning to leave. Because if you're a freedom-loving person and you aren't planning to leave these places, you need to have your head examined. What's wrong with you? Yeah, the number one argument I see for not coming to New Hampshire is something like, oh, well, it's Bo- cold. Well, I'm thinking of people from like Boston and places oh, where it's where also it's already cold. cold. And they're like, oh, but they, uh, there's all these clubs and stuff for me to go to here. It's like, dude, is that club worth the tyranny? Really? And it's going to get closed. They're going to say you can't have alcohol again. That happened in San Antonio, and that was my last straw. Also Why can't true? someone just open a damn club? They, I mean, if- they easily could, right? Especially if yeah. we had more people here who wanted to go to them. Right. I mean, we threw a rave on New Year's Eve uh, a year ago, and yep. it was great, you know? And we ignored all it's of the... It's a shame there won't be one this year. It is. Mm-hmm. It's just not worth, you know, I don't yeah. want to try to do it again. Too many people that know? can't talk to each other. Well, yeah, and not everybody likes the music, and it's just like, you know, it was a thing for that time, and it was right sure. for that time, because at that time, no one could do karaoke, so we did karaoke, and no one could go to a rave, so we threw a rave, and it was just sort of all together, all as one big event, and people were just, it, it was great. We had 70 plus people attending there. You were working the door, I think, most of the whole time, uh, Aria, so it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of people Ended got Ended up to... having contact with every single person there, didn't get COVID, <laughs> right. everything was fine. Yeah, there was no one, I don't think, who like came down with anything, no. at least <laughs> knowledge, know, knowingly. We're responsible people, so if any one of us were, were sick, we would not have gone to a party where yeah. we would have gotten other people sick. somebody that was supposed to come and they didn't come because... They they were sick. Yeah, that's true. I think it was uh, Steve from Connecticut. Oh, I thought it was Vincent. Just no, basic Vincent courtesy. Just Vincent just didn't want to like be around people or something. Oh. Anyway, uh, but yeah, you know, hey, build the thing you want in New Hampshire. If it's not here already, and there are some clubs. I know Jewel in Manchester is a. They play music. They've got DJs. You know, it's a club. I mean, there's um, one here in Keene that is struggling with its identity that someone could help manage and turn that place around. What Which are you one? About? Tracks. Oh, is that still even open? Uh, I, it could be, right? I want, but it's been struggling with its identity for so long because it was it's called Tracks because it was this sports bar or whatever. Yeah. But it's got a dance floor and it, and it's the club here in Keene, so it it's got this be, yeah. massive identity crisis that you know it just takes one person with the vision to go in there and fix. I think it'd be amazing if somebody bought that old church that's like brown that has some kind of a security company in it and turned that yeah. into, a, into club. a club. That would be cool. 
it would cost a lot of money to heat it, but uh, it'd be really cool. So, but what we're kind of talking about here is just the uh, the general attitude of certain people who discover the idea of the migration to New Hampshire, the freedom migration, libertarians, voluntarists, liberty-loving anarchists. They're coming here. Thousands have already made the move. More are on the way. More are planning uh, to move. There's new people showing up, I think, w- on a weekly basis. I'm There's not constantly s- new people posting about on, on Facebook and other social media about how they just got to New Hampshire. Yeah. But even more alarming are the number of people who's like, I've got a five-year plan to move to New Hampshire at the end Man, of us. Like, dude. Speed it up. Yeah. Uh, a lot changes in five years. Look at the last two years. It's been crazy. And it most of it changed right away, right? Like, it wasn't like... It took yeah. two years for tyranny to come in due to COVID. It took like two months for tyranny to come in, if that. But I mean, just on a personal level, not even speaking of the tyranny, five years ago, I was married and running an IT firm. Wow. So I mean, That's a crazy. lot changes in five years. I yeah. can't. Uh, any plan I had in place five years ago is completely meaningless to me today. And that's yeah. going to be the case where I imagine most people in the world. Yeah, you'll be lucky if you can actually leave wherever, whatever tyranny uh, you happen to live under in five years. You know? It hasn't gotten that bad in it the hasn't. United States, but Not yet. there were threats of Vermont shutting down the border at the height of the pandemic, at the earliest stages of it, rather. Oh, wow. remember when the free state of Florida, I'm putting air quotes up, <laughs> shut down the border? During COVID? Do you remember that story? I do not remember that story. That actually happened. They put on uh, Florida State troopers on the highways that were coming into Florida. Wasn't that actually because they were trying to say that they didn't want protesters coming in during the Black Lives Matter stuff? No, I don't think so. Oh, I thought it was they were shutting it down for protesters. No, it was COVID-related. Either way, the state shut down its border. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they did. And that's not okay. I suspect we may see that this time around. I don't know. But the attitude of the person who, just to come back to the person who was like, oh, I want to be going to clubs in Boston or, you know, New York City or whatever. First of all, why would you want to go to a club where everybody's forced to wear a mask and you're you're literally with a bunch of obedient serfs? The last time I went to my favorite bar, everybody was wearing masks. In San Antonio? Yeah, we had to be sat down and there was cops walking around. Me and my (sighs) friend were like, what the heck is going on? There's no karaoke. There was no dancing. You couldn't stand no at the bar. Like I just like to stand at the bar and get my beer and stand there until it was my turn to to do karaoke. Yeah. So and I don't know much do about San Antonio, but is it more like Austin or more like Houston? More like Houston. That's surprising then, because I'm I've. From- well, you can probably dance now. Would be my guess. Oh this yeah, was at but the height of things. This is at the okay. height of things, but everything's pretty much like open again but still just like a lame like i I don't feel like it's like cool same vibe is not there yeah i don't Mm -hmm. feel like oh i want to go out and hang out with my friends it would just be annoying all the bars in new hampshire have been back to normal for the last year and everything appears to be going just fine for them good so for the ones that are still in business somebody must have gone under a a few did go under but uh, like the lab and lager in jeffrey they closed because of some stupid roundabout or Mm. something like that that ultimately not ended up being about covid19 but as a result they did close because of that lockdown and then never reopened but it was ultimately because jeffrey wants to put in a roundabout and they opposed it and it's going to destroy their business or something i don't remember all of the details because it was like a year and a half ago it would like keep them from being able to drive in I don't remember. It's very similar to what we have here on Winchester Street, where it's currently a a red light, a four-way red light, mm-hmm. and the city of Keene wants to put a roundabout there, and in order to do that, they have to make the whole place wider, 
and it's going to cut off one gas station's ability to access part of the street. So it's going to make the gas station like 90% harder to get into. That mm. sucks for them. And they're offering to pay the gas station owner like $6 for the land yeah. they're stealing or something <laughs> right. like that. What? And he's like, no, that's not going to cut it. So that's eminent domain for you. The city's going to yeah, take it. Beautiful. They're going to get their stupid roundabout. I mean, I like roundabouts. I wish it wasn't a four-way red light. But I mean, if you've got to steal this guy's land to do it. Not cool. Yeah. And, uh, so, but but I just want to comment further on this person, this kind of person who just for them clubbing is the most important thing. What are you twenty two? And you know, if that's what's important to you, then enjoy the city and enjoy getting your vaccine uh, vaccination passport and the third, fourth, fifth booster that they're gonna require. Because you know, it's not hard to see that one coming, right? Like you, you don't actually think that two's where they're gonna stop in New York City. Right? It's just like it's not an escape anymore to go out and hang out with your friends and drink. It, it, it's always like there's this political conversation mm. and that's why I you can't just, get away from it I just don't care about like pop music almost anymore like Ariana Grande came out with a song about getting a booster shot oh my god should we play it <laughs> can we there's a propaganda song out there another another propaganda song from Ariana Grande uh, about all about it's time to get a booster this holiday season and getting in line and all that it's ridiculous uh, more coming up here 603-283-6160 you can join us and take control of the airwaves here on Free Talk Live. Still talking about Gen Z coming up. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want here. Number 603-283-6160. That's 603 6160 Free Talk Live is brought to you by Intercoin. We've been telling you about how Intercoin can help any business and organization launch their own currency or raise money using their own token. And now Intercoin has launched its investor token worldwide. And for the first time, it's available on an exchange. It's xmarkets.com, exmarkets.com. You can sign up with just an email address and keep your privacy intact. And then you can deposit dozens of different cryptocurrencies there, including Bitcoin, trade them for Tether, and then use that Tether to buy ITR, which is the Intercoin Investor Token. You can learn more about their vision at intercoin.org and buy or sell ITR on xmarkets.com, exmarkets.com. You just might be advancing the cause of liberty around the world as we continue here. Of course, your calls and thoughts are welcome about whatever's on your mind. We were discussing young people, presumably people that value going to the club in these big cities over the ideas of liberty, but yet claim to be libertarian, I presume, at the uh, the same time. And well, I understand that, you know, liberty isn't the most important thing, strangely enough, to every single libertarian. And that's fine. I, that's fine. It's, it doesn't have but to But it's be. weird. It is weird. But it's not. I don't see how you could... I don't see... Even if it's not the most important thing, I get that, right? Like, for some people, families is more important, right? Like, that's one of the... Like but see, that's talk, still a part of liberty. The liberty to spend time with your family or to associate with your family well, whatever you Well, unless you're like. in a cage, you can generally associate with your family. But how long before these libertarians in Boston are in cages because they don't get the 19th booster shot or whatever? Well, then you're usually still in the cage with your family in that case. So, uh, you know, you're still with your family. There are. Oh, sorry, Bonnie. Let's try that again. Oh, not forever. One day it might be camps where you're separated. True. For now, they are keeping families together, though, I think, if they're putting them in the camps. In Germany, it was like men's camps and women's camps. And I couldn't live with only women. That would be awful. 
but the you know the point here is look if if liberty isn't your number one priority that that's fine uh, I get I get that people have you know sometimes it's their career right they've got a really good uh, job I'm just talking about some of the objections to why sure. people say they they even though they care about freedom they won't move to the largest to the number one freest uh, place arguably on the planet already certainly within North America New Hampshire according to the Fraser Institute is the freest place according to the Cato Institute it's the freest state in the United States. And so we know that, right? I can't like, imagine any place throughout the world that is beating New Hampshire, as you said. We know it I is within either. the United States, but like, I mean, sure, there are some places in the Honduras or whatever where you can live as you want and do whatever you want. That's, but that's just because the government there is so disorganized and they don't care about the random people who are living in a hut on the beach yeah. or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, you know, again, the, the the claims from these people is, oh, well, you know, my, my job or my family. Okay, that's fine. I, I get it. But as tyranny continues to be more in your face than it has ever been to the point where it's telling you how you have to go to work, you know, what you have to wear uh, when you go to work, you have to put some stupid mask on to inhib- you know, inhibit your ability to actually breathe clean air or this not-so-clean air in the cities, right? Like It's getting more difficult to do the things that you cared about. It's more difficult to have that career that you like. It's more difficult to go to the places that you and your family might have liked to go. Now you have to go and get a vaccine passport if you're in places like New York City or San Francisco before you can even go out to you know a simple fast food joint with the kids. Now they're requiring kids age 5 to 11 in New York City to get a vaccine. It's just like... How bad do things have to get before you finally say, you know what, maybe there's a club somewhere in Manchester I can go to? Yeah, they're, to be, they're asking for vaccine paperwork for five-year-olds yeah. in some places in California not just and asking. New York. And you have to have it. If that doesn't, And if you're a libertarian and that doesn't make you say, you know what, I'm getting the hell out of this place right now that I don't think you understand libertarianism or I, I don't think you have a realistic understanding of where you should draw the line yeah, on the levels of coming. tyranny. You don't think, know what's coming. I think it's just the boiled frog thing. Like the last thing was, oh, kind of bad, but not that bad. Then they're completely used to that. Then it gets <sighs> Can it really a little be worse. the boiled frog analogy? Because... You know, in the boiled frog analogy, the frog doesn't know what's going on. Well, yeah, because before COVID, nobody would have thought that the government would suddenly do all that. But they then they they did. did. Then slowly they added more and more things like this fascist but it wasn't even slow. But now we know they will do that, though. I mean, the frog knows that the government will crank right. up the temperature. Mm. Right. That, that's that's what the point I'm trying to make here is like the analogy doesn't hold here because the frogs in this case are people and. Specifically, we're talking about libertarian people who should know better, who should know better and are not unaware of what is going on. They must be aware that things are way worse now than they've ever been. But yet some continue to make excuses. Some of them seem to think they can actually um, make New York City be back to its old ways with a lawsuit. I mean, the, the lady who is and some of them think, oh, well, if we just get a if we just magically get a libertarian governor of the state of New York, that will change everything. Ridiculous. As though that would ever happen in New York state. And even if it did, it wouldn't accomplish it wouldn't anything yeah, because the, the legislator would just, you know, he, he would just override every veto that he attempted. And that's the only thing a libertarian governor could do is veto everything. The smart New York libertarians have left and or are planning to leave. And the smartest of those are the ones moving to New Hampshire because, you know, yeah, I get it. It's it's cold here and all that. Is it, but though? 
It is cold here. I mean, there's no I mean, doubt. It's cold here. I mean, let's be honest. It's cold in New it Hampshire. It was warm today. You know, nine, nine months out of the year or whatever. It's pretty cold. I wouldn't even say nine. In, in Utah, you can say it's like cold nine months right, of the year. seven months. There's actual four seasons here, and I like that. Yeah, I, I love the seasons, um, you know, and cold you can live with. There's coats. There's heat. I mean, that's exactly uh, it. Being from Mississippi, it's really not that bad. That's everyone's number no, one objection. That was my number one objection as well. It's like... Because Will Coley, who I was doing Call to Freedoms with back then, kept saying, oh, New he- Keene was the coldest place on earth for three days last year. Are you? You got to move up here. I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, you saying things like that is not helping this situation any because wow. I'm not a fan of the cold. Mm-hmm. But it's really not that bad. You can put on a, a you can put on a jacket and a scarf and some gloves if you want. Yeah, it's not even below freezing most of the the winter time like it's pretty rare that it gets down below freezing and it's usually in the middle of the night so it's it's very unusual like maybe a little bit in february it might be below freezing in the morning a couple of times a few times i've had this crazy idea no that maybe i can start to enjoy being outside in the cold recently mm-hmm. and just if, since i've changed my mindset about it it's starting to work yeah well we've been looking into the uh the wim hof uh method which is kind of interesting have you ever heard of this guy i have not uh he the is, ice man he goes in ice yeah and it doesn't die yeah he he can like just walk around outside with bare feet on and you know a pair of boxers and jump into a frozen lake and swim around <laughs> like literally like through meditation and stuff like that he's got yeah. like serious mind over matter yeah. control like pretty interesting i mean there stuff. have always been stories about buddhist monks doing that sort yeah. of thing mm-hmm. yeah Exactly. So, I mean, I've no doubt that it's possible. It it's is just possible. like, I, I would rather just throw on a, a sweater, personally. <laughs> <laughs> but in like a smaller, even smaller than the Wim Hof method uh, type of way, if you just get a good attitude about going out in the snow or the the cold, and I'm from San Antonio, and I've always said like I hate cold more than anybody else, but I'm starting to change my mind about it just by deciding to change my mind about it. And I've done yeah. that with people. Like, if I just can't stand a coworker, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to decide to like her. And then it just works. I don't know how it works. It just, you change your mindset and it, I don't know. That's a good idea. I may need to look into that because, you know, this is New Hampshire mm. and there is cold weather here and yeah. I hate the cold. So if I'm going to stay here, which I'm staying here, I might need to change my perspective on cold weather to accommodate the fact that New Hampshire has lots of cold weather. Yeah. And if you're not willing to be cold uh, for more freedom, like a lot more freedom than most of the rest of the world, like an instant increase in freedom as soon as you cross the border, just go ahead and throw off your seatbelt if you want. It's legal. Uh, You know, no income tax, no state sales tax, government that is actually paying its state representatives $100 a year. You know, I mean, it's incredible to be here. There's so much that we take for granted being here in New Hampshire. It's funny that you mentioned the uh, the seatbelt thing, because when I was riding with the film crew that was out here last week, uh, they wanted to drive from like uh, maybe 100 feet. And the vehicle kept beeping and goes, oh, you got to put your seatbelt on. I was like, that's not that's not necessary here in New Hampshire. Goes, But still, why, why wouldn't you want to put on your seatbelt? It's just for your own safety. I was like, well, because we're going like 100 feet, man. <laughs> the, there's there's no speed you could get to at that at that distance, it's yeah. going to put my life at any risk. And if someone's going to hit us at 80 miles an hour while we're traveling that distance, a seatbelt isn't going to help us. Not gonna, yeah. Probably not. But they were shocked to learn that, you know, we're, I to. think we're the only state where you don't have to have a motorcycle helmet. Mm. And That's one of, true. And one That's of true. three that don't require a seatbelt. 
Are there other states? No. It may be the other way around. I think it's the other way around. Okay. Yeah, Utah yeah. doesn't require a helmet. Yeah, New Hampshire is the only state with no adult seatbelt law. Because yeah. they rejected that federal road money. Over and over again. They keep on, like, the statists keep bringing it back. They keep trying to pass a seatbelt mandate here, and it never never succeeds. Uh, 603-283-6160. That's because there is a bit of a live for your die mindset amongst the, a lot of the natives here in New Hampshire. And you know what? That's an important factor. Hour two's coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Is your broken heart stopping you from being authentically happy? My name is Jeremy West, and for a limited time, I am running a free online class to teach you what most people don't know about how to deal with your feelings, the simple way to deal with your negative thinking, the key to breaking your unhealthy relationship patterns, and so much more. No more feeling like a failure who will never find true love. No more self-medicating and ending up feeling even more miserable. And no more feeling like you'll never be someone who deserves an amazing partner. Sound good? You'll discover a new way to finally feel validated and loved. To stop trying to get your self-worth from the very people who tear it down. And to put you in control of your own happiness. So you never surrender that control to another person again in as little as eight weeks. Register now for my free online class at beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. That's beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Phones open if you want to join us here. Kicking off the second hour of the program. On the way, we'll talk a little bit of money with the AOC's student loan. She wants the taxpayers to foot the bill. But apparently Joe Biden is saying, nope, we're not going to be withdrawing or we're not going to be uh, allowing you to get away from those student loans, even though a bunch of liberals thought that they were gonna, that's what they were going to get by electing Joe Biden. Um, he's gone back on a bunch of his promises, just like every president. I kind of miss being... So caught up in the belief system that I genuinely believed the presidents and congressional officials were going to do the things that, that they, they promised to do, or at least that uh, I believed they were going to do. Because, again, I don't think Biden ever actually promised to eradicate student debt. I bet he hinted at it, though. Probably. Yeah. Well, I'll see what I can find as far as his uh, his original statements. But certainly people believed that that was going to be the case. We can get into that on the way. But first, Gen Z. Uh, a lot of them have student loans, I imagine, or just oh, they're working on it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, some of them apparently are frustrated with the whole covid crackdown situation. And Arya, you wanted to tell us about that. Yeah, coming to us from the Atlantic, Taylor Robertson wasn't expecting his freshman year of college to end at home. The 21-year-old William and Mary Jr., I assume that's a college, spent most of 2020 away from his campus after classes went remote in March. And like so many other students found that the virtual format didn't work for him. They also Mm -hmm. went virtual here in Keene in March of 2020, Mm -hmm. but they've been having in-person classes ever since, and I'm not aware. I think think they've had a mix. I think you can still opt into a virtual class okay. last i heard at least that's unfortunate because i was hoping that it meant most people sort of had this subconscious awareness that maybe just maybe society overreacted a little bit at the start of this pandemic but if they're still doing some remote classes then some people still haven't learned that lesson but an already difficult academic year was even more straining because he struggled to retain information from zoom classes hmm. And it goes on a little bit there. It's not very important. A year later, Robertson classes are entirely in person. His college has a vaccine and indoor mask mandate. Sucks for them. 
Here mm. in New Hampshire, of course, the colleges and schools can't impose vaccine mandates. Oh, but they would if they could. But they, they wanted to. But they impose even off campus, off uh, school time mask mandates still. They do. Yeah. And, and the they reason- do what now? If you like go to Walmart and you're a student and you're not wearing a mask, you can get kicked out. Really? That's what I heard. Yeah. Yep, if you get told on. Right. I haven't heard that. always students. That was from Vincent, so I'm pretty sure it's true. Yeah, he followed that pretty closely over the last couple of years. So it's it, it, if it's not true right now, it certainly was true last year. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if it were still true right now. But the reason they can't do vaccine mandates at the government colleges here in New Hampshire is because there's a state law that prohibits them from doing that. So there can be no government mandated vaccine passports here. So, in addition to his college requiring a vaccine and indoor mask mandate, almost everyone he knows is living a, quote, normal life. And it put normal in quotation marks, so I don't know what it's getting at. Hmm. His parents' house was full for Thanksgiving this year, and he's gathering with family again this winter at a ski resort. People don't want to talk about COVID anymore, he told me. Man, I feel me that too. spiritually, dude. <laughs> I wish there was anything in the news except it's, it's all tornadoes. And it's all COVID. And mm. and I get it. You know, the average American is probably really interested in the tornadoes that just streaked across Tennessee and Kentucky and did a lot of damage. But yeah. especially like, if they have loved ones there, for sure. But as a libertarian, it's like that's not really something I can really get a lot of ground out of talking about it on the radio. So it's not interesting to me as far as show prep goes. And all the rest of it is just COVID garbage. Why is it that every time there's a, there's a national disaster, it just... Is on the news for the next month. Because uh, dis- disaster sells, kind of like sex sells, like things that where people get hurt, uh, people are in jeopardy, you know, governmental actions and such. These are the things that news takes a hold of and they're, you know, they definitely see as how having getting people tune in. Why don't they just have a natural disaster news channel and then <laughs> it doesn't have to be on like Fox News and everything else? Well, so- there is the weather channel. So people don't want to talk about COVID anymore. It's just not a thing that people enjoy doing, really. I don't think it was ever a thing that people no. enjoyed doing. It was just... We do it out of necessity. Yeah, everyone had to talk about it because we were told that it was everywhere and it was going to kill everyone. We have to do something on the air. And when we you know, decide what we want to talk about, at least in my case... I'm attracted to stories that have an effect on people or that could have an effect on people. That's why I don't like I don't like reporting on bills that the government puts in like, oh, so and so put in this bill. That's not really news yet. It's not news until the bill passes and then it applies to everyone. Right. So like whatever the crackdown is, there's a lot of stupid stuff that gets proposed that never actually passes. So I don't want to spend my time talking about something that probably won't pass or might not pass uh so as far as politics is concerned but covid i mean there wasn't a process to that it was just boom instantly it was in your face instantly mandates were uh were being raised and it was literally affecting everyone so when you're doing talk radio the the topics you talk about the less niche they are the more likely people are to pay attention right yeah i mean we, if we hadn't talked about it it would have been just this giant elephant in the room for the last <laughs> you know 20 months or whatever right. Right. It's oh like there God. was no avoiding talking about COVID-19 as much as we've hated it we've been yeah, sick of talking about it. COVID-19 since february of 2020 but that's all there is to talk about it's the new normal So what is there to talk about with COVID that isn't just a drag from the rest of the life that we want to be getting on with? Mm. I'm starting to relate to Gen Z the more I hear from this guy. Well, I mean, these poor uh, Gen Z people, 
they barely even had a life, right? Like yeah, these just are, when they're starting adulthood, man. Yeah. Yeah, so they they haven't even had a chance to get out of college, a lot of these kids, right? Because, I mean, Bonnie, you are right on the edge. I believe you're still a millennial. I'm supposedly the last year of millennial, but yeah. I reject that. It doesn't make sense to Wait, me. Wait, so you want to be a Gen Z? I just think that, like, 1995 to 1999 should be their own thing. Okay, I see what you're saying. Like an in-betweener. Yes. Kind of thing. So, but, you know, and you're pretty young, so that would mean that the Gen Zs are just finishing college right now, basically. I think on the oldest side of them. Yeah. Younger the younger Gen Zs are still in, you know, high middle school. school. Oh, yeah. Robertson echoes a feeling that has permeated the minds and lifestyles of many young people who have missed out on experiences, friendships, and milestones over the last two years of coronavirus disruption. No, no, no. Of government disruption. Yeah. There's a sense of needing to make up for lost time and reclaim a sense of normalcy, even as case counts rise and new variants take root. For these cohorts of Gen Zers and Zillennials, th- ah, there, there you go. go. Oh. Those born <laughs> roughly from 1993 to 1998. Okay. So those are Okay. Okay. I hate saying that. <laughs> it sounds like a really bad French accent that's like forgetting the ma. It's like is it spelled with a Z or an X? It's a capital Z. Okay. Oh, thank goodness for that. All right. But Gen X would have put an X there just yeah. to be Gen X. So. <laughs> They're once again learning and working in person. They're dining, drinking, and dancing indoors. They're traveling and celebrating birthdays and holidays, and they don't have plans to stop anytime soon. Omicron variant, be damned. Good for them. Good. That's what we need, is people just going about their lives and saying, yeah, I'm I'm not going to comply with that nonsense. If you want to lock down, you do you, but we're not locking down. Mm-hmm. It's still too early to determine just how disruptive the Omicron phase of the pandemic will be for most Americans. Evidently, New Hampshire had its first omicron death i think it was oh really yeah here in Keene, huh or at least here in cheshire county i don't know oh, that's I gonna just... make the city council flip <laughs> out when was that i saw it in the sentinel i think today oh. the delta variant mask, the mask mandate is as good as as good as happening i mean it's it's well, it, it's knew, a done deal yeah we knew that though. i mean it was almost <laughs> guaranteed to happen but now it's absolutely it'll they'll probably pass it this thursday the delta variant turned out to be much more transmissible than the original strain I don't know how they came to that conclusion, but whatever. Yeah, I didn't even hear about people getting it again until the Omicron times because... I'm still not hearing about people getting it. I'm hearing about case numbers and stuff like that, yeah. but... Uh, Captain well, was recently sick. sick. Did he have COVID? I don't know, because why should someone go and find out? Yeah, that's that's the thing. I, I'm saying that, but I don't know for sure that these people have, even have COVID. It's just everybody's sick right now. Then you're on your their radar. Like, if I yeah. came down with something, I would just go ahead and get through it, or right. I'd die, right? Like, one or the other. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, if I go ahead and get through it, then I'm done. I'm not going to go and get some kind of test, because then you're on their logs, and then they're going to start asking questions. And their tests don't even work, and they admit it they don't work. Yeah, so who knows if it's even going to be accurate. Why bother? I certainly wouldn't. We got more coming up here. The number is 603-283-6160. If you're a Gen Z, you want to talk about, you know, what are people around you saying about COVID and the crackdowns and stuff? Is this uh, story accurate? It's Free Talk Live. Talk live. Phones open here if you want to join us. The number is 603-283-6160. Coming up, we'll talk about student loans. And Biden has made some promises about student loans that he ain't going to keep, it looks like. So you have his promises, and 
Okay. Yeah, we, found, we found them. Uh, so that is on the way. And, of course, your calls and thoughts are welcome here. We're talking about Gen Zs and their opinions on corona in the current situation you know are they about sick and tired of all the obedience sick and tired of all the mask wearing we can continue with that discussion of course your calls and thoughts are welcome as well with you tonight you've got ian and bonnie and aria don't forget to check out bitcoin.com which is where you can go to learn about cryptocurrency like bitcoin and bitcoin cash just click get started it's at the top of the page there at bitcoin.com and you can learn the basics just watch that first introductory video you can watch more than one of course if you like and uh, dig as deep into the topic as you want over at Bitcoin.com. They've also got a great news site over at news.bitcoin.com, giving you the latest news headlines every single day from the world of cryptocurrency. It's news.bitcoin.com. Let's go to D. She's on the line watching us on, apparently, Facebook over uh, in Mobile, Alabama. Go ahead, D. Well, uh, Bonnie was talking about that she wasn't aware of anything since Omicron came on, nothing about Delta. And this summer, we were just deluged with Delta virus. Um, our hospitals were inundated, our emergency rooms. We had a lot of people dying. We had children that got sick and died. We had a lot of people that got sick but couldn't get in the hospital. And then we had just a boatload of people that got the virus but didn't get sick. But now we are very low on getting the virus because we reached herd immunity in mobile well i was referring i was referring to new hampshire and like people i know yeah, well, of course, a lot of times the government numbers are complete BS, right? So there's what they say, and then there's the reality of what's going on. Can, you know, what about you personally, Dee? Did you know a lot of people who came down with coronavirus, and how many of them I, I, died from yes. it? I've known ten people to die from it. Wow! I've known over two dozen that's got sick enough to go to the hospital and fight for their life, you know, for their lives. Mm-hmm. And, by a miracle, they did overcome it, but they were in the hospital for like three months. And mm. now I'm 72, yeah. So I'm in that high risk group, and I'm also in a retirement center. Ah. So we went into we went into lockdown to protect us. And I have had the two shots and a booster, but I don't go out now. I, I was in the mask and all that. I wear this little hat with a shield, uh, clear shield. Because I can't breathe in a mask, mm-hmm. and I am I am cautious, especially this summer when it was so bad. But it's people now have kind of they're COVID fatigued, and like I said, we had so many people get sick in Mobile that now people that were that refused to be vaccinated have have the antibodies now because they got sick and got over it. Right. They've got the natural immunity to it. They're actually a lot of people would say. I think a lot of the more honest doctors and and folks would say that getting the natural immunity is a a stronger deterrent than getting a vaccination. Well, by the time you've had three shots, you're you're equal to that natural immunity. I don't know about that. Yeah, and... and, I don't know if I buy that claim. I'm not getting getting a fourth shot because I got sick with the second shot. Mm. I mean, like... Are you getting a third shot? She says she got a booster. I've already gotten gotten the third shot. I got it in October, so... But I'm not going for a fourth shot. I mean, I think I, I'm sure I've been exposed to COVID, you know, especially this summer when it was just so rampant in mm-hmm. Mobile. This says and I didn't get sick. So, this is a government know. website and it says there were 22 cases in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And when I went to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, in over the what time frame? Six months. 
And when I went to Tuscaloosa, Alabama in January 2021, everybody, nobody was wearing a mask. I went in to do an Uber Eats order to a Waffle House and I took, I was wearing a mask because I was doing Uber Eats and then I realized nobody around me was wearing one. So I took it off. I went into the Walmarts. I went into many restaurants. Nobody, nobody wears masks in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And this says there's 22 cases in six months on this government website. USA. Yeah, but in Mobile, Alabama, because I looked into it as well, they got wrecked in August. Yeah, but maybe it's because you guys like locked down to save the old people. You're even admitting admitting that you're doing better against Omicron because people got sick. Maybe the answer is just not to, you know... Closed down so old people live forever. I don't forever. know if she's saying that. Though. I mean, I haven't heard her praising the lockdowns. No, did not lock down. Yeah. My, the place I live did, mm-hmm. my, my, my uh, apartment complex, oh, we right. locked down. Yeah, she's but Mobile a, did not lock down. No, she, it did not. She's in assisted living. So no, she's, I'm not in assisted living. I'm in independent living. Oh, independent living. All right, sorry about that. But, but yes. you said uh, some of your neighbors did pass away, although... Yeah, some of my neighbors passed away, and... And, Although uh, the reality is those people could have passed away anyway, right? Like, just because they're old. No, Why is there such no, a big no, discrepancy no, between Alabama, I mean, Tuscaloosa and Mobile? Maybe it's the way people are handling it in those hospitals. I don't know. What were you going to say, well, D? Tuscaloosa is 300 miles from Mobile. Yeah. Okay. So what there's, gonna... no, there's no connection as far as what happens in Tuscaloosa and what happens right. in Mobile. That's what why I'm you, asking. What were you going to say about, so your, about your neighbors? Um. Many uh, um, the people that died were were healthy but old, but mm-hmm. they were healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't. And then the people that fought for their lives were unhealthy and went to the hospital, had COPD and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and they made it, which was real strange. That is strange. You know, that, that, but they 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 stayed in the hospital for three three and a half months, and the bill for one of them was over a million dollars. D, thanks for the call tonight. I do appreciate hearing from you, and thank you for sharing your story with us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. So, yeah, she said that they had a tougher time there in uh, Mobile, but now people, they got it. Most of them survived it. Well, I can tell they did have a relatively tough time. Uh, The most average deaths over a seven-day period that I saw was like 10 and I don't know what that really means in real terms, so mm-hmm. I couldn't really discuss it. But there's a there was a huge spike for them yeah. in the it was the peak of COVID nineteen's pen of the entire pandemic for them was August of this year for wow. whatever reason. Hmm. And most people survived it. You know, I mean, if you're uh, if you're elderly, your chances are not as good, but still good. You're still likely to survive it if you're uh, if you're an older person. But obviously, if you are in that particular age category, you're probably more likely to know more people that didn't, right? Also true. Just by, by basis of who you hang around with. 603-283-6160, that is the number here. So, Aria, you've been telling us about uh, Generation Z and some of their opinions regarding COVID, and some of them are about sick and tired of hearing about it. It's still too early to determine just how disruptive the Omicron phase of the pandemic will be for most Americans. By that, they mean it's still too early to determine how much the governments around the United States are going to freak out. It's going to disrupt our lives. And disrupt our lives yeah. using the Omicron variant as an excuse. Yep. Yeah, the, that isn't wintertime yet. The Delta Coming variant soon. turned out to be much more transmissible than the original strain and stunted summer celebrations with breakthrough cases and surges in unvaccinated communities. But many of the young people I spoke with for this story told me they aren't as worried now. 
But we'll continue in this. And also, I just realized we forgot the Ariana Grande propaganda song. So we'll have to play some of that for you coming up here in moments. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You can take control of the airwaves here on Free Talk Live. Join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 27th through July 3rd for the 6th Annual Fork Fest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. Fork Fest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which sold out for the first time in 2021. Fork Fest takes place the week after Pork Fest, but Fork Fest is decentralized, which means that there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 27th through July 3rd. There's no better place to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving activists in the Shire. You can find out more at the unofficial website, ForkFest.Party. You can also connect with other attendees on the ForkFest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms, as well as the ForkFest Forum. You can find links to those at ForkFest.Party. We hope to see you there. ForkFest.Party. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And with you tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Aria. We're raising funds for Give Directly. It's the first nonprofit that allows you to give money directly to people living in extreme poverty. And when I say extreme poverty, I'm not talking about somebody with... You know, two cell phones and three uh, big screen TVs in their house like a lot of the quote unquote poor people in the United States have. We're talking about people in uh, counties in Kenya who are in dire need of help. People that need to walk for miles just to get drinkable water. That's what kind of poverty we're talking about. And uh, in the past decade, the folks over Give Directly have located recipients in need over a million people. And used mobile money to send them cash, no strings attached. Over $400 million has been sent to that over 1 million people in that time frame. Helping people make big changes in their lives, like getting employment, nutrition, health, and education. Plus, cash allows individuals to invest in what they need instead of relying on aid organizations and donors thousands of miles away choosing for them. So if that's what you prefer... We're matching your donations up to $30,000 in total. You can give to these folks over at give.freetalklive.com. These people are doing good work. We talked with the uh, CFO on Thursday night last week. If you missed that interview and you want to learn more about uh, the folks that give directly and what they're doing, I would check that out. It's in the first hour of the Thursday night show from last week. So check it out and go to give.freetalklive.com. There may not be a better way to help needy families in Kenya. So what, uh, whether you want to talk about covid and uh, gen z and crackdowns uh we're gonna we you know we can get back into that i know you had more from your article that you wanted to share aria but let's take a moment just to sample the latest propaganda song now we played the last ariana grande propaganda song which was with this other t- this one's with a talk show host james corden was yeah, the last corden one. was the last one this is a different one this was jimmy fallon with the same ariana grande 
The last one was all about reopening. It was about uh, New York City, and and they had like dancers, and people were like dancing in the streets and wearing masks, and it was all pro mask, pro you know vaccine propaganda, but I mean, celebrating she- that we're open again. Yeah. I mean, that's what I would expect. I want to like these people like Ariana Grande, Taylor Swift, Miley Cyrus, and all of these others, but they're ultimately just commodities put forward by the pop community. They're they're mouthpieces to spread propaganda and catchy music. Yeah, they're straight-up tools for the state, basically. And uh, Ariana Grande is apparently the worst of the worst because she's been in two of two of the most blatant, straight-up propaganda. I mean, that's all these songs are. They're not like... This one's even worse, I think, musically. Like the last one was a like the last one was a parody of some Broadway song. Yeah. So there was actually like a song behind it that had some sort of, you know, Broadway history or this whatever. This one's also some kind of like a joke, and I get that. It's not like they're actually like playing this song in the clubs and stuff like that, no, but it just makes me terrible. it just makes me hate Ariana Grande so much. Oh, your music is so bad. What's up, y'all? Oh, and Megan Thee Stallion. Ariana Grande and Jimmy Fallon. Y'all know what time it is. It's time to get those boosters. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. It's bad. It was a mass Christmas. We stood in the house. We covered our nose and covered our mouths. But it's Christmas time. Is that is that Jimmy Fallon? That's him. Okay, auto tune. Uh, uh, cl- clearly, yeah. I was wondering how they were going to get him into it. And the headache headache left no doubt. So I just wanted to verify that that wasn't someone equally horrible with auto tune because you would never know. Yep, so. we're gonna spend our Christmas masked up and in line for a booster. If if your singer is so bad that you have to use so much auto-tune that you can barely make out what they're saying afterward, just find a new singer. What about Ed Sheeran or whatever the guy who they used for the last one was? He's all about this pop commodity nonsense. Pimp him out. But this music isn't even music. I mean, it's not even... No, this I hate I hate pop. everything about that drum beat. It's dude. just the worst. It's just some like somebody went on uh, the Casio keyboard, turned on the mm. bossa nova or whatever, right? And and then just like sang over it. When my nephew was like four, my sister got him one of those like kid drum sets. You know, yeah. They sound terrible. They sound better than this does, but still, <laughs> that same basic beat was he was capable of that. Yeah, as a four year old banging right. on kid drums, right? <laughs> And it was as good as what they're making. We'll be in line for a booster. This is basically just like Christmassy kind of imagery with the. What the hell did she even just say? <laughs> I need someone to hold tonight. You can't speak okay. Ariana Grande. Why is she singing like that? That's how she always sings, and it's so annoying. She's looking out the window, and she's looking forward to. Being in a mask, I guess. Uh, I think it sounds Ari- like she needs to take the mask off and take a deep breath before she sings another lyric. Well, the That's- weird thing is they're actually not singing in masks in this particular song. Well, they got their booster, so they don't need masks, right? She did sing in a mask at the VMAs on two, uh, in 2020 with Lady Gaga, and oh, it was so terrible. retarded. You know it's Christmas Eve. Last year I was here alone. 
it's about how last year they were alone. Don't tell me this year's the same. And then they're singing about it's a mass Christmas and get a booster. So it's like, it sort of seems to be of two minds. Like on one hand, they're saying it's Don't mirroring let this... the propaganda that the government spews. It's, yeah. it's very confused and has conflicting messages. It is very conflicted. It seems like, well, okay, we want this to be back to normal. There's images of the two of them together in the same room. But then when she's singing, I, I about... bet it's Photoshop. Well, or, they what, they're or sitting whatever back they to use. back. They're sitting back to back. So, I mean, they probably okay. did shoot this It probably together. would be easier to do that. I mean, based on the Casio keyboard they're using to yeah. make the music, low it's budget. probably a pretty low-budget film. It's like just them in like some preschool area where the wall is like decked out in shapes and stuff. No, they're just inside some generic-looking house. Oh, that's basically. because the preschooler's playing the keyboard. And this part... They actually have a... Why would you cover your nose? Do they mean with a mask? They mean with a mask. It's oh. weird because he's saying that's the last mi- Christmas, but this Christmas is also a mask Christmas, so what's the difference? Uh, yeah, he, there's so much auto-tune that I can't really tell what he's saying, whether it's last Christmas or mask Christmas. They, hmm. it's, it was a masked Christmas is the official title of the song. Oh. And I think they might say last Christmas in the in the lyrics at some points. Anyway... This scene actually has a dancer. So the previous uh, propaganda piece with Ariana Grande that we talked about had like a set of dancers, like a real, it was like a real production, right? Uh, This one, they've got some unidentified dancer who's literally covered in masks. So imagine like the mummy. Mask monster. And it's like a total mask character. Like that's what their outfit is. I thought you had to be kidding, but listeners <laughs> no. out there, he is not kidding. No, that's... It, it is like, it is a mummy made out of masks. Hundreds <laughs> of masks on this person, this dancer. It is a swamp thing. I mean, you get the point. That's, so instead of spending your the... Christmas wearing a mask, you're going to spend it in line for a shot. That's Am right. I understanding this correctly? No. That's that... the message of the song? Ian, please play the Megan Thee Stallion part. <sighs> Does it get worse or better? It gets worse. I'm jumping ahead to that. Put Purell on everything, turkey, eggnog, candy cane. And it's got imagery of that. <laughs> it's like an ICP lyric. It's so bad. It is terrible. And it's like, are they making fun of that? It almost seems like they're making fun of it. But this whole song takes the thing so seriously at the same time. It's like, what are they trying to say? Oh, by the way, as she's singing, she's got like Freddy Krueger hands with... uh, It's just her nails. Oh, but they're they're shots, right? Yeah, she's got like injectors on her fingers like Krueger would. More coming up here. Talk Live. You can share your thoughts with us, whether it's on this god awful propaganda music. I'm going to put that in air quotes. <laughs> in the most technical of terms, I believe it was it in qualify. fact music. <laughs> That's some of the worst music I have heard in a long time. The, uh, the beat is just completely unremarkable. 
the and the the production is just crap too. I mean, the only dancer they have is somebody dressed up in literally all masks, literally covering their entire body and face, uh, and face with as many masks as a human could possibly put on themselves. This song is called "It Was a Masked Christmas." And it is available on the Jimmy Fallon Vivo channel if you want to see the whole horrifying presentation, including as I, and the word I was looking for was syringe before with this Megan the Stallion uh, literally has syringes for fingernails on this. It's like it's it's so silly at the same time as it is still taking this serious like it still wants you to get the whole message of the song is line up for a booster. That's Jim, what the main message is. Jimmy Fallon, who is that? He's one of the t- the, one of the late show people. Yeah, one of those guys. So he, he tries to be funny. Tries to. It, it sounds this like this funny. was his production. I can't imagine anyone on Ariana Grande's team or Megan the St- whatever her name is team yeah. being like, hey, look, we need a male voice. Let's get, get Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon. Fallon. Yeah. And it's it, on his Vivo channel. Right. So I tend to show. think this is his idea. It's He was probably the one who put this nonsense together. <laughs> And At the behest of whoever his handlers are. Yeah, so for Jimmy Fallon, I guess it's not as bad as it could have been, but I suspect he also wrote the music based on um, how badly he writes comedy. That's what I would expect from his music. It reminds me of how Aria was um, saying she hates Christmas music in general because it still has this religious like um, message behind it most of the time. Well, that, this is the new version of that. It's the new religion. Yeah, I was going to say, a lot of Christmas music is completely secular and has no religious message behind it rights uh, whatsoever, but it's still awful. Yeah, well, I'm conflicted on that note. Like, the religious music for for Christmas is usually pretty good, pretty Mm. well written, Mm -hmm. but the secular Christmas music is freaking terrible Mm. because it's written to be poppy and catchy and all of that stuff, and the the religious music wasn't. There's some songs you just wouldn't even know actually have a, like a religious message in them like ian didn't know santa knows we're all god's children that makes everything right was <laughs> part of a that one song i've, I've never heard that lyric yep what's it what song is it from that makes everything right so fill your hearts with christmas cheer because santa claus comes tonight uh, I don't think I've ever Santa heard that Claus song. Santa Claus is coming to town oh santa claus here comes santa claus here, here comes, comes santa, santa claus. claus sorry oh, okay. i had to sing it to remember i don't re- i don't recall ever hearing that song in, in its entirety, I guess. Is that like the yeah. second verse or something? I don't know. It's just one Frosty. of the. Didn't Frosty the Snowman also have like several verses? There's Probably. a lot of those, and and the thing is, that's like a hymn, so huh. it's almost like you know they're not even hiding that it's like Christian. There's a couple of other images in this video. I just want to mention again. I stopped playing this about a halfway through because there's really I'm not much else. For that. Yeah, there's not much else you're going to get out of this. You you got how bad the music is. You got the message that they're trying to push. And there's this really weird scene where up until the point, up in about two minutes and 20 seconds into this three minute long travesty, there is a scene where Fallon and Ariana Grande are in their little living room environment that they've been in for most of the, the video. And for most of the video, they've been unmasked in that environment and they've been sitting face to face or back to back or whatever as they're doing their singing in this case. And then for some reason, they appear with masks on singing but the face on the mask there's like an image like a a computer generated uh you know video playback essentially over top of the mask and it's the other person's face so fallon has 
Ariana Grande's face on his face singing, and Grande has Fallon's face, both of them wearing masks, with the other person's face on the mask. It's a very disturbing, bizarre image, and I don't really know what to make of it. It's just Is strange. that Jimmy Fallon saying like he wants to... Gender swap? Yeah, I, I don't to know. Wear Ariana Grande skin or <laughs> some weird Buffalo Bill stuff? It's just funny. This is just good comedy. You're there was nothing. There was nothing funny about any of it. No, it's awful. Uh, if as a comedy writer, Jimmy Fallon should be ashamed of having produced this, and as musicians, <laughs> Ariana Grande and Megan, whatever she is, that's what their music always sounds like. Is this it always bad? that bad? It's this bad. I mean, I mean, this is god The singing from Ariana Grande, if, if that's how she actually oh, yeah, sings she all the sings. time, I, I can't imagine why anyone listens to that. Mm. That's horrible. I, I was so scared and just really unhappy when I heard she was going to be on Lady Gaga's newest album. And then the song came out and she doesn't do it as bad. And so it was pretty good. But her her average songs by herself, I don't really listen to any of them. I like Lady Gaga because she knows that she's just a commodity, that mm-hmm. she's just a mouthpiece for you know pop culture and propaganda. Mm-hmm. And she's 100%. She'll tell you that, right? So I like her for that reason, because she has that self-awareness. And fine, I mean, if that's what she wants to do as a career, that's fine. I'm not a necessarily a big fan of the music, but whatever. She's having a good time. She knows what she is, and she's okay with that. Good. But then when Stephanie comes out and she starts acting like Stephanie, she's so annoying. That's I don't know what the hell name. any of that means. <laughs> her real name is Stephanie Germanato. When she acts like herself, it's just so annoying. She actually goes out of character these yeah. days? She goes off her character so often these days, especially when she has brown hair and it's so annoying. My mind is blown. See, I I once genuinely genuinely wondered if Maynard James Keenan of Tool was Lady Gaga (laughs) because it seemed like some kind of garbage he would do and they look kind of similar. Wow. Anyway, that's it. There's not much else to say about this. Let's get back into uh, Generation Z, who I presume this is targeted at. Uh, you know, these sorts of videos are targeted at young people because, I mean, the music's too basic this. for adults to listen to, right? Th- that's almost I as don't know. bad. Who as... would listen to this? Who would actually listen to this? This is not making anyone's top year wrapped Spotify 2021 playlist for sure. Well, and, and also, here's the other thing is now YouTube has gotten rid of the dislike count, right? So you don't Have actually. They? Yo, you didn't hear about that? No. Oh, yeah. YouTube, you, there's still a dislike, dislike button. So you can still, as a user, press dislike, but you cannot see how many other people have done the same thing. There's an add-on where you can. Really? Yeah, I, I thought that for some reason that you saw that, but it's... Oh, they're going to turn that off I thought, at some point. I mean, I know in the past you could, like, disable that for your own videos. Yeah, Is no, that what's going on here? No Is this one by can default? See it. Yeah, by wow. I don't think there's another option. Now, uh, Bonnie's saying there's some sort of a plug-in that you can get that'll somehow reveal that data. I guess YouTube still has that data maybe in the, the web pages and they're just covering it up or something. But it'll only be a matter of time before YouTube stops relaying that data to the page. They've always done this with the comments, which I always thought was really annoying. Because anytime I see a comment that's just so stupid and has a whole lot of likes, I want to mm. give it a thumbs, thumbs down, down. But it doesn't give it doesn't take away from the likes. And then, it, and then there's mm. no count for the... The dislike. So yeah. that's what they've always done for comments, and now they're doing it for the videos. Yes. Somebody in the comments, four comments down, says, This song is exactly why YouTube removed the dislike counter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't I can't disagree. Yeah. I mean, the, the dislike counter has been there for a long time. It's either that or because, you know, the whole 
government coming after Facebook feeding negative reactions and stuff like that. So YouTube's like, okay, we're going to get ahead of this and just take away the dislike button. But they're still using it in their algorithms, certainly. Somebody else says, this is seriously something out of Black Mirror. Never seen it. It's I've not seen it either, but I've heard a lot about it. It's supposed to be this sort of dystopian, uh, futuristic show where things are really terrible. I thought I it was guess. more like a modern Twilight Zone where yeah. every episode was like dif- different. That's what I've yeah. heard. Okay. Yeah, that's what I've heard about it. Uh, Still all right. never seen it, though. So back to Gen Z. You were sharing some opinions, some Gen Zers, about uh, the ongoing COVID insanity. The author says, many of the young people I spoke with for this story told me they weren't... And where was this published? I'm sorry. Once again. The Atlantic. Okay, thanks. That they aren't as worried now. Part of that response comes from pandemic fatigue, but most of this feeling is a result of the new risk calculus they have developed for how they want to live their lives. As a member of this generation, so the author, evidently, Mm -hmm. Gen Z as well, I can confirm as much from what I've observed among friends. To be honest, if anything, I feel like I fall into the mindset of... I am vaccinated, so I'm just going to do me, said Jacob, a 23-year-old living in Baltimore. He asked to be identified by his first name only because he has a job that doesn't permit him to talk with the press. <laughs> Strangely enough, other young people I spoke with said they just haven't kept up with COVID-related news. They're worried about final exams, job applications, and seeing their friends before the holiday break, which makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. I know when I was in college, I wasn't paying any attention to what the hell was on the news. Sure. I was worrying about other things. They want to make. They want to take more trips and go to concerts. So they're not paying attention. They just want to see their friends. They want to go to on concerts. They want to it go on trips. It sounds to me like they're all vaccinated. They're this, young people who want to be young people. Yeah, and it sounds like they believe that the the key to that is to be obedient. These aren't. They're not interviewing people who are actually freedom, you know, in oriented folks. These no, are just I, city dwellers. Yeah. There's more coming up here. If you want to share more, you can. We got uh, hour number three on the way. You can bring up what you want on Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off, now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com free talk live it's free talk live kicking off third hour of the program phones open if you want to join us here your comment on these terrifyingly bad propaganda pieces song uh that uh, jimmy fallon put together You're welcome to share those uh, with us here also. Generation Z on their tired, I guess, tiredness of COVID. But You know, this is why I don't like pop music. To to come back into this whole Ariana Grande thing. Yeah. Rock Uh music tends to be rebellious in the first place, right? Uh, For the most part. You do have your bootlickers out there, like the singer from Tool and all of that. Oh, well, as we found out, rock music is full of bootlickers in the last two years. Certainly. 
almost everybody is doing what they're told and they're adhering to the government's you know rules and even rage against the machine yeah they absolutely. are in this particular case for sure and i, I what shows it's, their true colors. It's worth you know spending some time reflecting on why that is. I haven't really given it any thought. I was just like, okay, I don't care about their opinion on this, but you do have well, rage against well, the machine. The reason why it is is because they're all a bunch of sellouts, and they never really actually meant what they said. They just wanted to get paid. And the same thing was true of, uh, you mentioned Lady Gaga, and, and of course that's one of Bonnie's favorite pop artists, who you've been pretty disappointed with in the last couple of years, right? Yeah. Like, she basically fell from grace because some of the lyrics that she had sung about before were very empowering. Yeah, when I was a seventh grader, I was like, I can be whatever I want and, like, nobody can tell me what to do. Lady Gaga is such an individual. And And now she's like, all right, get a mask on, obey. One thing I have noticed about rock in this sort of thing is that... Like, the political messages of a lot of these singers, like, when they're not singing songs, are, like, 100% counter to the stuff they say in their songs. Really? Yeah. Like are Ma- they writing their own songs? Gaga is, too. I don't know. Maynard of Tool is one of the worst examples, because he is a full-on support-the-police bootlicker, I-love-the-government kind of guy. Mm. But when you listen to their lyrics, it conveys a message 100% opposite that. Very strange. But but when he starts ranting on stage, he's like, oh, no, the police keep us safe. And then he (sighs) sings a song that is more or less about hating the government in one degree or another. Weird. Why is that? Well, Lady Gaga is always like, you know, one of the top people writing her own songs. But Mm -hmm. I've always wondered if it's just they just put her name there just so that way people can believe it. And it's not true because it's the same exact thing. She literally sings about freedom all the time, even on her newest album. Hmm. While in a mask. I think it's just because they don't really understand the implications of what they're saying. They're like, ooh, this sounds good. That's a powerful line. I'm going to put that in there. But they don't actually apply it to their lives mm-hmm. that, that, or their own personal how could you philosophies. you so disconnected? I don't know. How, but, how could you be – how as a, as a creator, presuming they are the creators of these things, how as a creator could you put words you know, down for a song that you don't actually agree with? I mean, the whole song, The Pot, is all about how the political system, the justice system is just completely screwed up. A lot of mm-hmm. people love it because, like, oh, it's a song called The Pot, but it's actually about the pot calling the kettle black. Ah, okay. And one of the lines in the song is, kangaroo be stoned, he's guilty as the government. And mm-hmm. then he comes out and is like, I love the government. So weird. It, it's very perplexing. Well, he has band members, right? Are they working on the songs as well? And do they share his... But even then, it's I like, why know. would you want to put your name on it and... and- your voice and everything is if it's it really was weird. contrary to what you believed yeah it question. always has just made me think that they don't really write like nobody really writes their songs taylor swift is famous for writing all of her songs and i i wouldn't be surprised if like truth comes out their producers write all their songs and you know it has to get approved but worst case scenario even if tool did come out with a song that was just full-on bootlicking we love the police state like hardcore we love it it would still have good music mm-hmm. right <laughs> And that's why I like rock more than pop. Well, Bonnie. I hate Tool. (laughs) (laughs) They are the diametric opposition to pop music, certainly. (laughs) Sure. There's nothing they do that is remotely pop. One of their music videos scared me when I was younger. Uh, I'm just going to share a couple comments here from our chatters. So we do have various different streams online. Uh, Our primary one is on Odyssey. 
over at video.freetalklive.com. You can find us there, and that is the best place to watch and or follow Free Talk Live's video channels. But we, we're still on Twitch and DLive, and uh, every now and then we're on YouTube. But Mr. Orange is commenting on YouTube. He says, sounds horrible, referring to the video that we were playing a few moments ago with Ariana Grande. And we're Jimmy sorry Fallon. to have done that to you, Mr. Orange. Yeah, and he says, music can be so beautiful, but you have to find it between all the bad stuff which is shoved into us. He says, he, why are you talking about bad music and not playing people's great music? I don't get it. Now, you might be new to the show, Mr. Orange, but it's we're doing a talk show. Uh, so we're not really licensed to play, you know, the good songs from Rage Against the Machine or Lady Gaga or whoever. Well, actually, uh, we could if we wanted to, but then we wouldn't be a talk show anymore. So most of the radio stations, they have to pay those ASCAP BMI fees, even if they're talk radio, uh, just because some talk shows, you know, they still use copyrighted music in their, their intros and such. We don't. We don't at this point, but we have in the past. And so usually you're probably fine to actually play a copyrighted song on broadcast radio simply okay. because those ask, you know, those groups, they get their money from radio stations. I did right? not know that. Yeah, they do. Uh, but not as, that I have any interest in doing it. It's just yeah. useful to know. As Marcus points out, it's not just bad music. It's propaganda. And so, yes, that's the uh, the reason we were playing that song was to point out that it is just blatant propaganda has there ever been good propaganda like entertaining propaganda yeah, of course of course uh, like, like i guess some movies, hollywood movies yeah okay fair point like pearl harbor that was propaganda but it was pretty good <laughs> yeah. there's that movie american sniper or whatever i never actually saw it mm-hmm. but it was certainly propaganda and i heard that it was pretty good too basically any movie or television show that uses the american military's actual equipment is propaganda and the reason Call is, of Duty, another great example. Decently fun games, but 100% hardcore pro-military, yeah. pro-American empire propaganda. Yeah, well, in, in a video game, I don't think that they would need to do that to produce their game. But in a movie, like, if you need to have a jet or a tank or, you know, whatever other thing from the military that... Yeah, there's private companies that'll, you know, they've got some inventory of these things. But if you want the real deal from the U.S. military, and they all do, then you have to submit your script to the U.S. military. And this is true of like the FBI and the CIA, if you're, you know, like using them in a television show or something like that. You've got to submit the script to their propaganda department, basically, and they will punch it up for you. They'll say, oh, well, this is a little too critical of our U.S. military's presence in Iraq. You're going to need to change this line here and change this line here and, you know, blah, 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 and so on. And so they just give them a list of things they need to At change. At which point, any any art creator who was trying to actually create art would immediately change the focus on their project to the fact that the CIA sucks and wants them to change their art to accommodate them. Yeah. That's but, what any actual artist would do. Oh, I can't you you won't let me make this movie because it's too mean about the CIA. Okay, well my next movie is going to be about how the CIA sucks. Well, but those artists never would have approached the CIA in the first place for, you know, funding and or whatever. Probably not. Favors it is that they were looking for. Seems like every single TV show just turns into cops cool, cops cool good yeah, guys. Pretty much. Like the Dexter one we're watching right now, it's really entertaining, but it's cops cool, good guys. Nah, Dexter's not yes, always cops are good guys. Well, the the season we're watching is like the guy. He's like he sits down the drug dealer and he the the cop guy. He sits mm-hmm. down the drug dealer and he's like 
really cool and he tells him and the drug dealer just goes oh i'll tell you everything i know because this guy's so cool <laughs> and, and that was annoying yeah so uh but that's that's just the way it is with hollywood i mean so any movie that you see that's got the military in it if it, it's going to be pro-military the only movies that are critical of the military and, and there are some sure. that have been made they're usually smaller budgets um they're usually a little more independent and if they've got military stuff in them and they're critical of the military, they did not get that stuff from the military. They got it from like some private arms guy who happened to have a tank or something, right? Like they've got they've got their guns, they've got some helmets or whatever, but you're not going to see like jet craft or something like that. You know, it, Top Gun, for instance, is not going to be critical of uh, the U.S. Air Force. So. Which is unfortunate because that, that would make it a more entertaining movie. Sure would. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Coming up, let's talk about student loans. Biden is breaking his promises when it comes to student loans. And uh, you've got a story, Bonnie, about AOC. She wants the taxpayers to cover her $17,000 student So do all the debt. other people with student loans. Yeah, more coming up here in moments. This is Free Talk Live. You can join us. Talk Live. Phones open if you want to join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Aria. Don't forget, you can join us online over at freetalklive.com. We've got a social media site, and we run the thing. It is located on our server. There's not some sort of big tech corporation that is holding an axe over our head, not like Twitter or facebook and yeah we've got pages on those things but they could take them down at any time and they could take you down at any time off of their services because they don't owe you anything it's their service and you have more freedom to speak when you're over on our uh, site which is social.freetalklive.com so head on over there check that out give it a try i think you'll like it it's a lot like twitter basically it's almost identical to it except without the evil corporation social.freetalklive.com as I've been, I'm, I'm so scared that free talk live is like three steps away from having a a policy where the first one is don't be evil and then like a decade later we're looking at that and we're like yeah let's, let's go ahead and knock that. that off the board <laughs> nah. i don't think you got that to be concerned with and no, if absolutely you, and not. if you do you know what you you know what else you could do like if we went bad uh, you, you could <laughs> just the idea of that yeah. is humorous. <laughs> what you can do with Mastodon is you can actually download your posts into a you know, like an export file. So anytime you want, you just go into your preferences and download all your posts. And then let's say you want to, let's say you just want to migrate to a different mas- Mastodon. Maybe you start your own because again, Mastodon is a completely uh, decentralized thing. Anybody who's got the the technical chops can install their own Mastodon server on their own Linux box. So let's say you install your own Mastodon server and you want to take all your old posts from the Free Talk Live social, export them, and then import them into your new Mastodon or any other Mastodon out there. So that makes it easy, right? So then you actually own your posts. You actually have control over that data, which is pretty cool. But you have to remember to actually export it. So like if our, there's still the possibility, like if our server blew up and we didn't have backups, we do. But if we didn't have a backup, then all that stuff would be gone. So it is your responsibility to back up your own posts. So keep that in mind. Also, servers aren't generally known for blowing up. I mean, things happen. It it could happen. 
But again, that's why that's why backups. Anyway, uh, before we get into your story, Bonnie, about the uh, uh, student loans, I've got a quote here from our friend and co-host Nobody, which is thanks to you, Bonnie. You've been putting these quotes together for the last couple of weeks here, maybe three weeks now. Seems like it's been a bit. Anyway, nobody cannot co-host with us. He is not allowed to uh, to speak with Aria and I, and we're not allowed to speak with him because we're all co-defendants in the Crypto 6 case, which you can learn more about at thecrypto6.com, where the federal government raided our studios earlier this year, back in March, and uh, we're not going to trial until November, so we don't get to talk until then. At the presumably. earliest. Yeah, exactly. And so unless they lessen our restrictions, which could happen, but hasn't happened yet. Uh, meanwhile, he's also prohibited under his bail restrictions from even being on the radio. So even if we could talk to him, we still wouldn't be able to put him on the air with us because he's prohibited from doing that. But that doesn't mean that we can't share with you things that he said previously. So right. some classic nobody quotes that Bonnie has gone through the trouble of digging out from old episodes of Free Talk Live, uh, maybe some of his writings as well. And here's one of them. Quote, I did a year in jail for drug dealing, so I know a little about gangsterism. The most dangerous drug cartel in the world is Big Pharma. That was him speaking out against, um, I think it was, I don't know if it was Keene or New Hampshire that wanted to make Kratom illegal. Yeah, yeah, at the state house. I mean... Your drug dealer on the street or your drug cartel on the street, for as evil as they are, and they, they are generally pretty evil, like El Chapo and those guys, they do mm-hmm. some really shady stuff. They're not going to make you take their drug That's if true. you don't want it. Big Pharma has teamed up with government to try to make you take their drug whether you want it or not. And that's an entirely new level. El Chapo's looking at that going, Damn. Oh, all I had to do was hook up with one of these governments. That's brilliant. Yeah. That's a great point. And, and that's always a myth that people uh, freak out about. Like old people are always like thinking that drug dealers will put crack cocaine into your kid's Halloween candy or, oh, Ridiculous. I think, I think that's that their my, product. <laughs> I think that my weed was spiked with something really expensive, like way more expensive than weed. People, That's it's a never stupid. Happened. Yeah, that's a stupid. It, it's also rumor. just stupid. Just the, the face of it, it's stupid. It's like that, that Judas priest, they were accusing them of using subliminal messages back in like the early oh, 90s yeah. to cause kids to kill themselves. No drug dealer, no band, no anyone who's making anything wants, wants their consumers their to kill themselves. <laughs> That's absurd. You want them to come back and buy more. I want you to come to my concert if I'm a band you know, Yeah, but it's, it's evil when it's... Um, you know, a random drug dealer putting drugs in Halloween candy, but not if they're forcing five to 12 year olds to take their drug and they said it's for your safety. Right. And to, you know, to carry what I said all the way through, I don't think Pfizer, Johnson and Johnson and Moderna and AstraZeneca are trying to kill people. I really don't. They're just trying to make some money. And the government has promised them immunity from any consequences that occur. And there's enough in their market where, if they do kill some people as a result of giving them this hey, drug... Hey, you got to break a few eggs to make an omelet. Yeah, it's inconsequential to them. If your local drug dealer starts you know, killing people because he's laced the heroin with, with fentanyl or whatever, that's going to get around and that's going to cost him some business. It might even get him killed. Yeah. Because right? some, some angry dad might show up with a baseball bat or something, or he could go to prison. But Pfizer doing it, 
No one's going to notice those 10 people scattered across the United States who died directly after getting the vaccine. And a lot of people would say it's way more than 10. If you look at the vaccine reporting system, VAERS, and the consequences that people are having ostensibly from the vaccine... I think it was uh, Peakless Mountaineer who brought in some of those numbers on one of our Saturday shows. It was more than any other vaccine in history. More than, well, they've only had VAERS for 30 years, but in the 30 or whatever years since the early 90s that they've had this reporting system around, in just the last year or so, or with this vaccine, with these vaccines, they've had more vaccine-related fatalities than every other vaccine combined. But I, I still system. agree with Arya that that doesn't mean that they're trying to kill people. It seems more like they rushed something out, and people are injecting it into their bloodstreams, yeah. and everybody is different. Well, I don't think Ian is saying that it's proof that. that they were trying to oh, kill yeah. people. I don't. Yeah, I don't subscribe to that particular theory, although there are some people that do. Our former co-host, Sam Dodson. Uh, is on constantly on Twitter with the theory that this is that he believes that there are different batches that are essentially designed to kill. Like s- some of them are placebo essentially, and others are killer batches. It would there. make sense for the government to want to kill off, you know, some portion of the population. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, that makes total sense. Yes, but a pharmaceutical company that wants to make a profit. The government doesn't need to make a profit. That's a pharmaceutical true. company does. Even one that's backed by the United States government, they ultimately still need to make a profit. And if they kill too many of their customers, they're not. that's fewer profits they can make. Coming up, we'll uh, talk about student loans. And Joe Biden is backtracking as, well, a lot of people might have predicted that he would do because he's a politician and they break their promises all the time uh, on this whole student loan thing. You're welcome to share your thoughts as well. The number is 603-283-6160 plus uh, AOC wants the taxpayers to foot the bill for her $17,000 student loan when apparently she makes like $170,000 per year as... Just officially. I'm sure she makes all kinds more money than that. (laughs) So... Like, she could pay it off in a couple of paychecks if she wanted to, uh, presumably. But more coming up. We'll tell, we'll tell you about it. 603-283-6160. You can bring up whatever's on your mind here on Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of... Where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago. To random people tuning in on the radio. I was kind of stuck in the left-right paradigm. I heard your show by chance on a Saturday night. From there, I went on joined the Free State Project and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because... I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. You can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com. It's Free Talk Live. Join us here, the number 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, you've got Ian. And Bonnie. And Aria. Join us online anytime over at freetalklive.com. You can chat with the troll community in our chat server. It's a matrix chat server, which means that we're hosting the server. 
And uh, once again, no uh, no big tech corporations involved. You can actually create your own room if you want to. There's already dozens of rooms uh, that our listeners have created there, and there's a few of them that that I put together. So there's the there's like eight I think official rooms. Uh, which I never had to moderate them at all because honestly I don't care what you do uh, over there. You also said so. official with quote air quotation marks for those who didn't see. Yeah, most of the time, you know, I, so far we've not even ever banned anyone from this server, which just makes makes me feel good, you know, because we don't have to. Whereas at the uh, the old Discord server that we had when we first started our own. Sh- well, I guess that wasn't our first chat server. We used to do an IRC channel years ago. But uh, when we had the Discord server, we had to play by their rules. And they were constant, you know, constant stupid you know, Well, we were fine with the toxic user zone thing. I mean, that yeah. that worked. It's just one guy got really butthurt. Yep. And, and reported the Everything server. got destroyed as a result. And they took it down. But it worked. I mean, if you wanted to find that toxicity that exists on every Discord server, we had successfully sectioned it off to where one it, place. it could be as toxic as it wanted to be and you had to go out of your way to find it yeah that's true i it, still think they're pretty toxic oh yeah oh yeah and oh they're, for and sure on the new one yeah and there is a toxic room there on the, the new server as well but there's it's the default room it's pretty much that. <laughs> uh but I, I love the matrix server though it's fun it's fun chat.freetalklive.com will get you to some instructions on they how just to need get new in. material that's chat.freetalklive.com we go to your phone calls and thoughts coming up we'll get into uh, aoc and the story you've got bonnie about her college loans but first, got a Rob in Vermont. You're on Free Talk Live. Rob. Hey, uh, so I don't have the story up in front of me, but it came out, I think, about a month ago. There were some folks over in Brattleboro, Vermont, or people, I guess, that were selling cannabis that was laced with fentanyl. Fake news. Uh, so I went and I looked it up, Rob, because you had mentioned that to me on the phone uh, when I screen- screened the call and I checked it out. And even the police are admitting here, according to the Associated Press, in a story that came out yesterday, uh, that laboratory tests on marijuana believed to have been laced with fentanyl found no traces of the powerful opioid, according to Brattleboro Police. Yeah, I actually know something about this because by sheer coincidence, the grocery store that I stopped at on my way here, the convenience store, had a... Keen Sentinel episode, uh, Keen Sentinel edition up yep. there on the front counter, and it's on the front page there. Though, yeah, it turns out that wasn't actually happening. It makes oh. sense that you would use fentanyl instead of something like heroin because it's cheaper than heroin. It doesn't make sense to spend your time somehow infusing it into weed and then selling weed at regular weed price. It's just weird. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all. And I don't think there's ever been an example of... Hopefully someone dies from smoking happening. my weed. But that's the kind of thing that you hear in the black market from time to time are these these claims that, oh, somebody laced my weed. It's just because they got too high. That's probably what it was. Or okay. the police were the ones who put it there because they're trying to kill pot users as a way of discouraging marijuana smokers from smoking pot, just like they did during alcohol prohibition, where they purposefully poisoned batches of alcohol. But in this case, the police are the ones saying that it's not there. Right. Okay, my bad. No worries, Rob. Anything else you want to share tonight? No, I think that that was it. I went down the road. I guess I went down the rabbit hole. Well, I mean, there's a lot of misinformation out there when it comes to the war on drugs, and... This is a prohibitionist uh, tactic is to say, ooh, those dirty, mean drug dealers, they're going to lace the weed and that's why we can't have uh, drugs being legal. Wait a minute. If these drugs were legal, 
then there's no chance the weed's going to get laced, right? You're not going to walk into a weed store and uh, and be able to buy. And thank you, Rob, for the call tonight. You're not going to walk into you know whatever uh, cannabis dispensary and accidentally end up with some. Fentanyl. You know, fentanylized weed. That's just not going to happen. Yeah, I've never bought any pharma- pharmaceuticals from any of the pharmaceutical stores here in Keene or anywhere in the United States. I've been worried that they were going to be <laughs> Something laced else. with fentanyl or whatever. Yeah, in the story, uh, it says here that last month police responded to a report of an overdose and revived the patient with the help of opioid overdose antidote naloxone. The person told police that they'd smoked marijuana and had not taken any opioids. Officers conducted a field test of the marijuana, which showed that it did contain fentanyl. In a separate- okay, so a heroin user did some fentanyl instead and smoked some pot, presumably as a way to you know try to come down from the fentanyl or the heroin or whatever, and then lied to the cops. I was like, no, I didn't. Of course I didn't take any fentanyl. Well, they uh, again, the field test showed that it did have fentanyl in it, but that just goes to show you field tests are highly inaccurate. Uh, in a separate incident last week, police and federal agents seized marijuana suspected of containing fentanyl, but in both cases, laboratory tests of the marijuana did not find fentanyl. The original discoveries prompted police to warn members of the public they should know the source and history of any marijuana that they consume. I mean, field tests are useless. I, I've been sitting here trying to rack my brain and think of what exactly it was. But there are countless stories of people just having random things in their trunk that they use for work. Mm-hmm. And they get pulled over and the police test it. And like, oh, no, it tested positive for meth. It's like, dude, it's a it's a bag of sand that I'm taking to this construction site or whatever. But mm-hmm. still, you end up in jail for three months or whatever, waiting on a hearing. And then they come back and they go, oh, turns out, yeah. You're right. That was just a bag of sand or whatever. Well, there was that. Yeah. I think there was some guy or lady who got arrested for donut powder. Is that what it was? Yeah, that was like in the floorboards or something of their truck. Or like half-eaten candy bars or a sucker <laughs> or something like that. These things it's happen. Crazy. And the and these people still end up in jail because yeah. the cops go, oh, you know what? Whoops. You're right. That's definitely just a sucker. Be on your way. They're like, no, it, t- it tested positive for meth. I'm sorry. You're going, You're to, going jail. to jail. Then they spent three months in jail. They they get their trial. They and get released. You never get that time back. And they never even apologize. Let's go to Major Payne in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Major Payne, go ahead. You you guys are cracking me up with the donut dust. <laughs> I, I remember an old episode of, uh, I think it was Third Rock from the Sun. They found a frozen French fry in the freezer and thought it was a doobie and tried to smoke it. it is, they must know, have already been crazy. stoned in that case. <laughs> Well, in Third Rock from the Sun, they were aliens trying to be uh, human. Oh, right, right. God, I haven't heard that show referenced since I was like five, man. I forgot that show existed. Calling Major Payne? That was a cool show. My favorite Martian, you guys probably wouldn't even remember that one. Dude had antennas that rose out of his head. Was this a show? Yes. Yeah. Major Payne, were you calling to reminisce on your favorite television show? What I called in about was the uh, hydroxychloroquine here. Mm-hmm. You remember about uh, probably a month ago I called in, and uh, I was just speculating on why the people in Africa weren't getting banged so bad, and I speculated it was because of the quinine. And, uh, what oh, is that? Oh, Captain, quinine, that was the original malaria drug. Hmm. Oh, Captain, he's a wordsmith. He didn't know what I was talking about. It goes back to Latin base. And hydroxychloroquine, quine, it's the same vernacular, hmm. right? So uh, anyway, 
the reason that they're not getting banged is because they have been on a regimen of this stuff. There was a cat that called in about four callers after I did a month ago, and he uh, said that the, the local tribals, they get together and have a quinine party hmm. every Saturday. Eat one of these little hydroxychloroquine pills or whatever they are. And uh, this thing has got a very low, um, a high infection rate, but it's like a bastard flu. Yeah, I mean, if we can, they've been if dealing we can, with... If we, can get, if we can get immunity by catching something much weaker, this is a godsend. Thank you, Major Payne, for the, the call tonight. They've been dealing with some pretty serious uh, problems in Africa, right? Like as far as infections that you can get and actually die from in large numbers. Like Ebola is really yeah, bad. Yeah, Ebola is a good example of Malaria. That. Yeah. HIV. Uh, I mean, for them, this is nothing. COVID is like a joke by comparison. I mean, to be fair, it's like that to us as well, right? Yeah. Us in the room, I mean. Sure. The average American doesn't realize it, but really, COVID-19, the, all the fear, it's just a joke. It's a laughing it really stock. Is. Thank you, Major Payne. There's more coming up here. 603-283-6160, AOC and her student loan. Bonnie's got that story on the way here. You can join us. This is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Phones open even in these remaining moments. Enough time for you. 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Tonight with you, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Aria. Uh, So, student loans were an issue during the 2020 presidential campaign when uh, Joe Biden was asked, according to NPR in a story published a few days ago, Whether student loan cancellation figured into his economic recovery plan, he declared it should be done immediately. In November of 2020, he said, now this was after he was elected, by the way, quote, after he won the election. Yes. Right. Okay. But prior to taking office. Correct. Student debt is holding people up. He said they're in real trouble. They're having to make choices between paying their student loan and paying the rent. See, I didn't. This is all news to me that Biden promised these things or he stated these things because if he wasn't talking about bad corn pop or whatever, then I just tuned him out. Yeah. If he wasn't being senile, I didn't want to hear what he had to say. Uh, He said in a tweet that he pledged to cancel at least $10,000 of student debt per person. That's crazy. He said no bill should pass without immediate generous relief for workers who are losing jobs in hours, small businesses losing revenue. And communities facing emergency needs. Additionally, we should forgive a minimum of $10,000 a person of federal student loans as proposed by blah, 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 blah. Because he cares about you. Did he? And, and I know they did. But it's sad to think the Democrats actually read that and believed it to be true because it, it's, so, it's such BS when you hear it in those terms. It's obviously just a empty, hollow politician promise. Mm-hmm. It means nothing. Well, he said should. Yeah. So and, and so you got to be careful with what these people say. I mean, a well, lot of times they they'll say just straight will. up lie. Yeah, a lot of times they'll just straight up lie. But sometimes they're a little crafty in the way they say things. Like, oh, well, I never promised. That should be done. Yeah. It should be done. But I mean, it's not going to happen under my administration. Well, the president can't do it anyway. <laughs> and an honest president would be like, look, I, right. as the president, 
I don't have the power to do that. I don't think the president does anyway. Yeah, may, I'm sure he could write an executive order if he wanted to, but he probably doesn't have the actual power from the Constitution or anything. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure. I think the Treasury Department is the one ultimately overseeing the student loans. So I he, don't know. He yeah, may be able to do that. We haven't been in a real like legal war like in I don't know how many years since it's been. World War Two. Yeah, because they're supposed to ha- have a certain way they do. It. I think it's the Congress has they to declare, declare war, war mm-hmm. but they haven't been doing that right, so they don't really care what way they do things. Yeah, they just do whatever they want. I yeah, got into an argument true. with the with a former with a vet on Twitter about this exact thing. He mm-hmm. was he was complaining about one of these ships that came into dock rusty, and he was like, "The United States even isn't even at war. If we pull into a port somewhere, it should look great." I was like, "Dude, imagine being a journalist." And a former military person and not knowing that the U.S. is at war. The U.S. is at war with like five countries now. Mm. Mm. They're just not calling them wars. But it's absolutely Syria, Libya, Iraq. They're all wars, dude. So you've got a story, Bonnie. What do you want to share tonight regarding student loans? From another loans? dishonest politician that wants to pretend that she cares about you. AOC says taxpayers should have to pay her 17 thousand dollars student loan even though she makes a hundred and seventy four thousand dollars a year this is from fee the foundation for economic education and it says why does aoc believe working class taxpayers should have to pay her bills (laughs) as a member of congress rep alexandria ocasio cortez makes a whopping one hundred and seventy four thousand dollars annually plus benefits Yep. Yeah, plus if she wrote a book or something like that, she'd make millions. Mm, yep. it's, it's her own fault for not writing a book, honestly. I mean, who was it that said it's easy to be, make a million dollars, all you have to do is write a bestseller? Mm. Someone said that, like, sincerely, like they weren't trying to be a jerk about it, but really, all she has to do is write a book. It, it would sell. It would sell. Meaning that she individually earns more than twice the average U.S. household's income. Yeah. Yet the progressive Democrat nonetheless thinks that working class taxpayers should have to pay off her student loan debt. That's one of the main takeaways from Ocasio-Cortez's latest speech on the House floor. In the Congresswoman's remarks, she issued yet another factually challenged and morally distorted plea for a student debt cancellation, a progressive euphemism euphemism for having taxpayers pay off approximately $1.6 trillion in student loan debt. You know, all I hear is, well, when I hear this, it's like, you know, I feel bad for these people that got duped, duped that's a perfect word, uh, into college loans. I really sure. do. I really do. But I mean, I, I'm in favor of, if they want to wipe out these students debt, student debts, I really don't care. It's $1.6 trillion. What is that on What's top of- What's another trillion? Yeah. I mean- it, but what they, is it? They'll print, you know, two trillion dollars for a stupid stimulus package, but they won't just wipe this out. It's one point two. Well, it's half of your your stimulus packages. Biden just do it. That's the thing. They call it canceled, but I don't think that they would just wipe it out. I think it would be like, okay, we're going to make it to where these tax dollars go to paying for it. That's what that. That's what wiping it out would be. Yeah, but they, if they, they wiped it out, the as debts. in deleted it, like it just nobody but they, had to they pay can't it off. do that. They Why? they would have to pay it because they were loaned. Well. I guess if it were loans that came from the feds, then they wouldn't have to pay it off. That's what I'm saying. They if the feds were just like, it. oh, don't pay us back. But they could easily, just as easily just like, okay, here's a magic $1.6 trillion that we printed out yeah, of thin air because that's what we do. And now everything yeah. is paid for and they could be done with it. And it then, wouldn't make inflation happen any faster than it is happening now because it's like drops in the bucket. Yeah. I mean, it may make it happen faster, it but that just benefits me in the long run by causing the collapse of the American empire that much should, faster. But why should college kids be rewarded for making poor decisions? 
Well, they can still pay it back if they want to. Or, you know, if you still want to make them pay it back, that's fine. But what it tells people is you can just take out tens of thousands of dollars in loans and go and get this thing that supposedly has a benefit. Now, arguably, college uh, degrees are a bunch of crap and you really just have a useless piece of paper and a bunch of debt. But, you know, supposedly you're going to make more money with a college degree. That's the, uh, you know, the pitch. And then be able to just, you know, just wipe that away. I mean, that's that's not fair to everybody else who did the smart thing in life and, like, learned it's a not, skill. It's not fair. And uh, I don't want to be that person, but... Why should they A similar analogy... Well, th- that person getting the benefits doesn't hurt the person who paid their, their loan back the right way, right? Just like someone coming over here illegally doesn't affect the person who came over here legally and did all the paperwork. Now they're looking at that person who just jumped the border and they're like, why shouldn't they have to jump through all of the hoops? I did it correctly. But it does hurt I those paid people. All of the- yeah, they're Be- out $10,000. Because if you just finished paying off your college loan... And you've been eating ramen every night to try to make sure, you know, ramen and beans or whatever every night for the last 15 years of paying it, this it, damn it college loan It affects them in the down. sense that they went through it, but it doesn't yeah. affect them that this other person isn't going to have to go through it. That's just them being jealous that I suffered, they should have to suffer too. No, I think it just puts like them Just like the at, illegal immigrant is saying about the illegal immigrant. I think it actually does put them in, at an advantage because they have this money now that they can put into, you know, whatever it is, like building a business or something. When it comes to legal immigrants, it's a, not, I don't think it's the same thing because... Well, the illegal immigrant, the legal immigrant has to pay thousands of dollars and spend years jumping through the oh, government's hoops. I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's why I don't believe in having to do that. I think it should just be anyone should move wherever they want. For some reason, I was hearing you saying, like, the average American citizen that complains, oh, I don't want, like, Mexicans here. That's stupid. No, I'm talking about mm. the, like, the Mexican immigrants, the mm-hmm. Japanese immigrants who came here legally, they got their visas, they did their paperwork, they paid the thousands of dollars or whatever, and they're upset about illegal immigrants not having to do all of that. They're like, yeah. no, that's not right. We had to do it. Make them do it, too. Yeah, that was Vincent's argument to me. He was saying, why do I keep talking about him all night? I don't know. But he was saying, oh, my mom is from Canada and she had to pay to come here. So that's why I think people shouldn't be able to come here for free from Mexico. And I was like, why wouldn't the answer be nobody has to pay to come here? That's stupid. Why would you have to pay the government to go- cross an imaginary line? It should just be nobody has to. But in the case of going to school, it shouldn't be free because that would be slavery. Like the teachers would be slaves. Well, well, it wouldn't it, be free. The government would be paying for well, it. Well, no, there's no such thing as the government paying for it. The taxpayers True. pay for it. And if it's not the taxpayers, it's everyone's paying for it. If you're holding dollars and they just print out a trillion dollars to pay off all these debts. And then, of course, the question becomes, what happens to the next generation of uh, college attendees? So, OK, you're going to wipe out a trillion dollars worth of college debt. Well, what about the teenager who's just about to sign on the dotted line to get $50,000 debt to go to college? He's not going to get help uh, from that. And, you know, I'm not saying that? it's a comprehensive are solution. Gonna, are we then going <laughs> to wipe out all college debt from that point forward? I'm not is, saying it's a comprehensive solution. Is college going to be a, a guaranteed taxpayer paid, uh, inflation paid service? Where it, I mean, it should goes be an actual free. paid service where if a person wants to pay for their tuition, they should be they should get a job and pay for their tu- tuition. Right. OK, and, so you're against the uh, the payoff then. 
No, I'm for the payoff. I'm just saying if after that payoff occurs. So tuition, everybody else gets the benefit. Tuition rates are too freaking high. Screw as, Gen Z. No, Help tuition rates are in, are unrealistically high because of these student loans guaranteed by governments. If you take those out of the equation, tuition has dropped substantially to the point where the average 18-year-old working at McDonald's would be able to afford one. I don't think you'd see that happen because they're also a limited marketplace by the government, right? So you can't mm. just easily go spin up a new college, right? Like You in, should be able to. You should be able to, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Out of time tonight. Uh, you want to talk about it? You'll have to call us tomorrow. Online in the meantime, join us at freetalklive.com.